Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurship in Developing Markets, where we share our experience in building in developing markets and the lessons learned and just share um, overall business advice. In this episode, we are going to just talk a little bit about a chapter in a small balance of favors, um, a book that my co-host. Oh, what a good book! I'm so glad we're talking about that book. <laughs> uh, a chat, a book that my co-host here uh, took the time, and I love reading um, to write. Lincoln. Yeah, uh, and and it, it's one of those kind of things where when we go back and look at it, we realize, yeah, that happens all the time. So. We picked up a couple of things that we thought um, would be useful to people that were our listeners. Y'all ought to know. Um, and then you'll probably have your own experiences when you hear about these ideas. Um, this is just from the first chapter of the book. <laughs> this is a Knit Young has, and um, he's kind of makes a lot of mistakes, but that's unlike us, of course. We don't, we're, we don't have these kind of problems. One of the things that happens right away, yeah, he, he's working for a development company and he thinks about how no, we wonderful don't. this meeting he is that he's having with the uh, permanent secretary in the Ministry of uh, Gender Equity in the country of Malawi. And uh, as he goes home back to his hotel, he thinks about what a great job he's doing <laughs> because of the things the minister has said, you know, and, smiling and patting him on the back and shaking his hand and so happy to see you and this is a great idea and of course we'll get that done right away and and um, then he goes to the hotel and the innkeeper who is a South African fellow uh, you know he complains that the hot water's not working and ah we'll be on that yeah we'll uh, we're busy with that we'll take care of it right away shame shame all the sort of things that people say to you to put you off and make you feel like something's going to happen imminently. My problem will be solved. <laughs> Nothing could be farther from the truth. The permanent secretary, spoiler alert, is not going to do a thing. And of course, the water never gets fixed. Now, has that ever happened to you? Oh, man, I think... Um, people always just share or tell you a lot of things that they're going to do. And this happens to me pretty much on a weekly basis. Are these employees or customers? Um, Just in, not just as you're working and. Okay. All right. It it, it happens in all aspects. (laughs) Uh, uh, But I think it happens the most, um, when you you know you get on like for me it happened actually last week and i mentioned it like you get on a call with a customer and they're like oh man i love your product and uh i love everything it's gonna do you've already got the sale made in your mind right (laughs) i'm gonna just send you a ton of business in your head you've closed the deal first of all a person that's gonna send you yeah first of all a person that's gonna send yeah first of all someone that's gonna send you a lot of business never just says they're gonna send you a lot of business (laughs) in my experience (laughs) first red flag and they're like oh man if you just build this one like this one thing you know like oh i'll send you a lot of business so you hear um i get that a lot and also while 
working and building our business in developing markets, you hear a lot of promises of like, oh, uh, I'll help you find that person that's going to help you mm-hmm. be able to um, um, hire out of here. And it's never as as it's been like as yeah, it's so been these promised. Context, these and that's been my to be able, um, uh, experience up here. Right. All these people that, that he knew that were going to be available or helpful or happy to meet you. And, ah, but he's at a, got a funeral or he's never showed up or it just doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Yeah, it never materializes into what um, what is promised. And... It, you, and you always want to uh-huh. approach that conversation what if you're wrong, with you right? know, an open mind. What if he really? What if he really was trying to yeah. be helpful? <laughs> yeah. What if you're wrong, and you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want. You don't want to come off as a douchebag either. But you know, most of the time, you know, in my in my head now, I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. If it happens, it happens. But I'm not. I'm not here waiting. Right for that opportunity door to present itself to me now lincoln what has been your experience in like um well i don't know in that regard i know you have a lot of but a lot more stories uh, than me a lot of times we're willing accomplices right so you have to uh check your emotions to see am i really wanting to believe this story and this happens to will all the time Mm -hmm. this the, the protagonist in this book he, he really wants to buy a car later on in the book, and he really wants to believe that it's a good, good, good car. And this scammer comes along and sells him a piece of junk, and he buys it because he really wanted to solve that problem and believe that he, he could do it and that he was going to be successful. And here he is out in Africa negotiating his way through, and, and he just fails. But uh, uh, the uh, saying that I've developed for that is to listen to what people do and not to what they say. And that's hard because you don't get to what they do until you get through what they say. But try to, as you've said, what, you, what you're doing yourself, which is kind of discount what you hear and then wait and see. Give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And it's kind of hard to do, especially if they're asking you to do something for them. You run out of capacity eventually. But um, when you find out those who are actually the doers, keep those people close. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that you can recognize the whether they have a need to tell you something, right? I, I've got a car for sale on uh, Craigslist right now, and these guys are calling and they're doing the same thing. Like they're just scammers, but they they tell you all the stuff that they think you want to hear. And um, if I if I wasn't looking out for scammers, it would sound pretty good. Oh, this guy's making a full price offer. All I have to do is deliver the car, and he's going to give me a cashier's check. Awesome. Um, you have to be careful about what you want to hear. And if you're just just filtering it to meet your own emotional needs, it's just sort of what happens to Will. Also, he has nothing to compare it to. So when you're in a market for the first time, you don't know if this permanent secretary is just shining you on or if he's actually going to do something because you've not been there before. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like you said, you don't want to be the bad guy. And what if this was the thing and you walked away from it as a rude American? You wouldn't, you wouldn't even give him the time of day. Uh, unlikely, very unlikely that that's going to happen. I, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring up a good point with you choose to believe the, the story. It's similar to um, something yeah, I was reading a couple years ago where they talked about how, why does uh, the typical Nigerian email scam work? And... <laughs> And it's because people choose to believe uh, the story. And also at the same time, there's a there's a play on greed where the vic- the victim is actually being greedy themselves because they think that all of this massive amount of of wealth is just going to appear and materialize out of nowhere for them. So they're willing to play along because of their own greed. Uh, greed ambition that's it that's at play that's it. And it was, let, it was let me just, just say something on the green um, part but uh, those are yeah you make a lot of good points that if you just um, think about it something for nothing where does that happen in the yeah. in the universe so if someone's come to you with something for nothing it's too good to be true uh-huh. uh there's there's always uh, <laughs> you all have to pay something somewhere then, Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Shoot. Even your mom's not going to make yeah. a meal for you if you haven't been behaving. So, shoot. Okay, so let's let's think about this as it relates to another, she loves another you. point in the book. Dearly. So, Will, you know, he goes back to his room and he's getting ready to conference. Oh. So, he's in Malawi and he's going to go to southern Germany in the summer. And it's going to be wonderful. And he's thinking about the good food and the warm showers and the soft beds and the working transport. And, and, it all, and he starts to feel like... A little bit guilty because maybe he shouldn't want to go to Germany. But then that kind of invoked a good point that you brought up, which is sometimes we wonder, not that, but why are we working in this place anyway? <laughs> why are we, why are we, it's not, not guilty for being here, but like we're crazy for being here. Like this stuff is already hard enough to do. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why are we choosing to do it in the developing world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have I have that conversation with myself every every month. Um, just like simple things that will trigger you. Like for example, mm-hmm. um, electricity or power goes off for one of your team members, and you're on a tight deadline, or some projects coming up, and you're just like. Ah, man, like for me, like I started my uh, journey into developing markets in Serbia, which has a little bit more of an established infrastructure and it's in Europe. There's a lot more there's a lot more um, social infrastructure in place. And I never experienced that in Serbia where the power just go out or the Internet, like the Internet speed or sometimes just die on a call. And you'll be doing a Zoom demo session with with your team member, and it, it, it like a demo session. I should take like a minute. It's taking like three to four minutes, and you're like, I have like so much stuff to do, and everything just compounds, and you start feeling it, and just like Will in your book starts feeling it. You're like, man, why am I even, why am I even doing this to myself? Why am I um, wasting? the precious time I have, or you, you tell yourself, why am I wasting the precious time that I have on earth? Mm-hmm. And then some FOMO, going right? so everybody's slow, passing you up because they're um, and yeah, not yeah, exactly. quite getting to where I want to be. And at the end, like for me, one of the things, yeah, FOMO, 
Yeah. Everybody's passing you up. Your, uh, you, you open up your social media feed and you see all of these big announcements. And, and it's, a, it's, a cele- it's a celebration of success uh-huh. that's happening. And you're over here having to battle like internet connection and electricity uh, issues. Okay, so what I want to know and it is can how make you, you feel like, oh, yourself. you're, you're you in the wrong days, place. You said you have and you're not, and I understand, you're not where you should be at. So what's the other voice in your head that makes you keep doing it? Why are you still there? Shoot, because the other voice in my head that I want still there is because at the end of the day, I want to do some shit that no one else is fucking doing. And, and I tell myself, I'm doing things that very few people are doing so my experience is going to be vastly different. I don't want to do a cookie cutter um, entrepreneurial adventure. I want to write my own story and I want to write it the way I enjoy writing it. So, yes, like there are parts where I, I struggle with the environmental challenges that come with operating in the developing market. But the, there's other sides. There's the other side of me that's like I love the challenge that and the challenge that I'm going through. And I'm also doing things that internally reward me in terms of I'm connecting more with my culture, I'm learning about a place that has always been of importance in my life. And those are the things that are pushing me um, Uh, pushing me forward and those things are more important to me than all right like electricity and all and like not working sometimes and those are solvable problems that i found ways to you know mitigate or to filter uh filter through over time yeah it's worth it at the end of the day (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely not worth it every single That's moment, true. but if you're counting, mo- if you're living moment by moment, it's going to be very difficult to be uh, successful in anything. Yeah. Um, and, and, I'll, and I always go back to yeah. that Bill Gates quote where it says we, overest- we overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate <laughs> right. what we can do in, do in 10. I think that I don't know true. If it's his I had quote, that experience last fall. Book. In Where November, he covers that, I think we so talked I guess about I'll that in one of our first podcasts. We <laughs> did a celebration for 20th, the 20th anniversary of our company, the African Energy Company. And um, you just don't realize as you're going along, spending the 20 years with your head in the, in the trenches, um, that all of this other great stuff is going on. And there's like generations of companies that have come along and, and been formed and benefited from, you know, us supplying them and training them and, and so it's absolutely true on the long term. And, and, you know, that thing about FOMO and those press releases, that happens in the solar business a lot. And every, every week there's somebody who's discovered the next great thing in the solar business and you are going to be left behind because you're not selling this product or you're not selling this kind of battery or uh-huh. you're not pushing this kind of technology. And most of those, in fact, great percentage of those just end up being disasters. And they're, they're not commercially available or they don't work or there's always reasons. Again, back to eternal principles. Hard, good things um, are normally kind of hard to do. They're harder to do than easy 
dishonest things. And so if you're trying to build an infrastructure and build a business in a place where things are difficult, well, it should be difficult. If it's not, you better check it out. Something's going wrong. You're not really actually doing something. <laughs> uh -huh. And I also think to add to that, um, things are, like you said, things like things are not always what you seem like. Um, I think about a week and a half ago, I experienced that. Uh, like I um, hit a couple of rough patches in my business and where I'm trying to figure out stuff. And I told like I, I was feeling like I was in where I needed like to be. And um, there wasn't a lot of mm -hmm. blueprint out there to like be able to compare my um, and everybody has unique experiences and to, like compare my experience to. And so I go to this conference and I start having conversations with other entrepreneurs who are on, on, on a different journey, but building their business. And I realized, man, I'm a lot further along than I give myself credit for, even though um, my sure. um, African startup might not probably. sound as sexy and appealing to uh, an investor. Uh, so, yeah, and sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, investing in it is it's 10 times more riskier for an invest uh, for an investor. But I left that conference feeling like, hey, all right, yeah, I'm not where I want to be in the like in our like in my projections, but we've also moved a lot faster and we've had some advantages that a lot of these other companies don't have that sure. I tend to overlook because now um, it, it like it's something that's part of a second nature. It's second nature to me. But people are trying to figure all of this out, like acquiring talent or trying, trying to find technical uh, team members. And these are things that are very challenging in the States. Right. Um, so you've developed some expertise like and skills your business. that other but people don't like, have because hey, you're working in the hard area. Team members you never would have developed is the easy, it's easy. <laughs> you know, you know that I've, I've noticed that it, the impact that's had on you in, uh, in these <clears throat> hard times like you described yeah. over the last couple of months. I know that you've been yeah. more stressed and working harder and, and earning less. Um, <clears throat> this is probably a fourth point that we might want to cover here, which is, uh, also covered in this chapter of the book where Will wakes up in the two o'clock in the morning. He doesn't know why he woke up. He looks over and his phone is no longer charging. He realizes the power's gone out and probably his fan has stopped spinning and he's laying there. Nobody started a generator because he's probably stayed at a hotel that doesn't have a generator. First mistake. Um, and he feels really tired and he thinks, you know, Maybe he should try and get up and work like he did the last couple of nights when he was trying to get over jet lag. You know, if you, if you fly east for six or eight or 10 or 12 hours, you're going to wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning. And you're going to lay there. And you're not going to be able to go back to sleep. And you're going to worry about everything. You're going to flood with adrenaline. You're going to worry about every little detail about the next morning, about why are you even here, about the things you left undone at home about the problems your family's having and everything that you're going to try and solve that night. And I even know 
the reason this part's in the book is because I know a guy who tries to get up and work. <laughs> Your brain is turned off. Yeah, don't try and do that. All you're gonna do, and and then I don't know if this happens to you, but you're <laughs> typing you along on your keyboard, <laughs> and suddenly you realize that you've just typed ASDF because you've fallen asleep and your fingers are sitting on the keys. <laughs> and heaven help you if you don't if you hit the hit the send button by accident. <laughs> Go back to bed. Oh man. Oh man. Uh... Yeah, just just last week, uh, I've been probably working about just going on for a good six weeks, about twelve, like twelve to thirteen hour days, and I woke up like in the morning. You know, I didn't have any jet lag, but I woke up in the morning, <laughs> and I'm just like typing. Yeah, and your and brain is shut off, and you're like having this like, dream what? in your head. What am I typing right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i immediately the number one thing i had to do i had a whole bunch of meetings for the uh for the week uh for that day yep and i just text everybody i'm like hey i'm just i'm busy for the next couple of hours Exactly. I'll talk, uh, let's reschedule. And hey, I listen, there's went, a reason that everywhere in the world, for a good, regardless of your like solid uh, additional six background hours. Or your national history, there's a, there's a Sabbath day, there's a day of rest, right? It's either Friday or Sunday or Saturday. You need to take that. <laughs> it's there for a reason. And, uh, you know, I think mm -hmm. you end up making really bad decisions. Like if you worked 20 hours a day for months and months on end, mm -hmm. you might like overpay for Twitter or do something crazy that you're going to regret later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ruin your other businesses. Yeah. Oh, man. It's good to sleep. <laughs> And ruin your other businesses in the process. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, with Will, it's just what I envisioned, like when I read the book and, and Will was just having that moment, it's just what you usually end up feeling is just the guilt of not being i think we're gonna just going back to what we already previously discussed it's that's, just that guilt yeah, of like that's because you're a nigerian I'm american work, if i'm not working really right now hard. am i for us slackers we don't feel guilty about not working um, effort forward and i think that's like a guilt that go ahead <laughs> i guess yeah like down there's no, there's a no doubt time just not being you guys are always working uh, like free time it's something that i yeah. i struggle with because i'm like oh i, I got free time so what what am i what am i doing with the free time <laughs> and so one of the best ways that i've found to keep myself right um just away from the computer screen yeah. or from not working is making yeah, sure and that'll become important like, as your babies events. are born and you start trying to raise uh, kids so just, i don't have an opportunity you gotta block to out that time be on the screen that's you know and funny that's how african energy started was i was working for uh kiosera which is a big japanese company <laughs> and, uh, 
doing fine. Uh-huh. But I was working from early morning till late at night, not late at night, but till just before the kids went to bed. And uh, I said, you know, I'm not going to miss my kids life doing this in the corporate world. So I started African Energy and quit them. And uh, it was pretty scary for a while. <laughs> I had time. <laughs> I didn't have any money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but at least I was doing it at home and I had control of it. So, so you, it's you, always, quit, you quit, you quit a nine to day, five to do it. You know, we talk nine about well, how come we didn't grow faster <laughs> and how, in reality, we did fine, but we could have done, we could have yeah. done more, but there were lifestyle choices, right? I chose that, that we, we start at six in the morning two o'clock in the afternoon, we're, we're done because mm-hmm. that's when the kids are off school and uh, it just makes a better life. Mm-hmm. So, but that's for this epoch in your life coming that's called after kids. There's BK and AK. Mm-hmm. You're still in the BK. No. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you bet. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy every uh, season that uh, life uh, brings me. <laughs> that's all I'm going to That's my approach. <laughs> but um, just to wrap up this um, episode, if you enjoy this episode, go out and buy Lincoln's book on Amazon. It's a great, entertaining read. It'll take you about a couple of days. And there's tons of just amazing lessons uh, intertwined into um, in, into a story of a character navigating and figuring its way around in the developing market. And Lincoln really s- sat down and did an amazing job. I have to just congratulate you on that. Did an amazing job writing the book. Um, but also take another step and also give us a nice five-star review on your favorite uh, podcasting app. And we will catch you again next week. My bad.